OTB Sports Rugby. What do you make of the Scott Robertson rumours uh, to replace Lancaster at Leinster? That's new, that's new to me. Um, I hear it and I like it. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Time to say good morning to Alan Quinlan. Alan, good morning to you. How are you? Morning, lads. Very good, thanks, Joe. Tommen a bit cold and a bit um, a bit miserable by the end last night. Yeah, it was. People couldn't uh, couldn't probably see the play um, in the second half with the fog and, and the icy conditions. So it was um, it was difficult at one stage. Anton Dupont, I think, on fifty three minutes asked the referee about uh, the danger of, of not being able to see the ball and see the players. Um, the referee said he was fine; he could still see the touch. The touch flags, the four corner flags, but um, yeah, it was um, it was really, really cold and foggy, and it probably played a little bit of a part in it being a, a bit of a stop start, uh, slow tempo to the game in the second half, in particular. We were talking about this earlier on about the context of the quality of the performance and the opposition, and you have to take all that into account. In the aftermath of the game, the dust has settled. What's your take on on where Munster are at the moment? Um, it's it's a strange one because it, it it was flat, and I think Toulouse managed to to take the sting out of the crowd, and particularly in that second half, take you know the sting out of Munster. I think they started really well. The first twenty twenty five minutes were, were were very good. They held on to the ball a lot. Um, they were trying to attack, vary their game, and that was certainly. Uh, very, very pleasing to see the way they, they came out and tried to play. Um, when you lose by a score, Jerry, against uh, an incredibly powerful side, uh, it was 10 of these guys won a Grand Slam with France, so they have a lot of experience, a lot of quality, a lot of power. Um, I think it's a bit frustrating for Munster because that second half, they probably just made some mistakes and errors, and a lot of it was... A fair bit of it was down to pressure from Toulouse and their physicality. But I think when they look back, they'll be a little bit disappointed with some parts and some mistakes they made. Um, but where Munster are at, I think it was, it's, you'd have to be upbeat because it's very hard to be critical of Munster given the depth and the quality of the opposition compared to themselves and say, well, that's got good enough and they should, should have won that game and they did X, Y and Z wrong. So, um, it's the start of, of of a lot of change and that's been spoken about a lot since the start of the season and <clears throat> they put themselves in a position and were, were kind of going for it at the end albeit you know they had to go a long way down the field to try and get the score to win the game so um, I think where they're at at the moment is is for some players and, and for Munster fans and stuff it's it's that's the level that's required and I don't think anyone going into the game would have thought Munster, you know, even with Europe, um, can can potentially win Europe. That's that's not a reality at the moment. So um, they could have easily got got a win, but um, struggled against that power. And they've got to get more depth in the squad. And that's, that's so that's, a that's known fact. That's the that's the key bit here. Like, um, do you feel like the coaching ticket is? Uh, progressing and getting the best out of this group of players and that the main issue is that they need more players as opposed to in the past we would have been concerned about the coaching tickets not having the ambition to try and and 
create a game plan that ultimately will be successful. Yeah, for sure. I think even if you go back to the game in May under the old coaching tickets, the quarterfinal and the Aviva, I think Munster's attack was was uh, they were a lot more ambitious than than in, we normally would see. So, um, but but now in particular, I think it'd be very unfair to be critical yesterday as to the way Munster played, in a sense that you know they weren't trying to slow the game down. Toulouse actually kicked the ball. 36 times in the game and that tells you you know France do that similarly as well with Dupont and Intimac once you kick the ball 22 times that's a fairly low number so you know they tried to run back Mike Haley Calvin Ashe and Daly a lot when the ball was kicked down to him traditionally we would have seen them just pumping the ball back up the field or kicking it up in the air now a couple of times they had to do that but I think there's uh, there's a little bit more freedom in the way they're trying to play there was a lot of movement and little um, kind of evasion in 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 the, in the attack. A um, couple of times they hit up midfield. They try and come back down the blind side with set moves and strike plays and stuff like that. And sometimes it broke down because Toulouse actually really cut out Monster's time and space in the ball. Joey Carberry was was under immense pressure when he was getting the ball. Craig Casey when he was on the field. Paddy Patterson when he was on. So. Um, they were shrewd in what they were doing and they tried to nullify Munster. And obviously when you don't have an X-factor player who's just going to run out over people or do something magical, um, their collective was very good, I thought, Munster, and, and what they were trying to do and their shape. So that's encouraging. Um, you get more players in the mix and you you increase your depth. And, and, and look, one of the areas and the very obvious area is the power up front. You know, Emmanuel Miafu, the second row, he's 145 kilos. He's six foot nine. He broke up a lot of monstrous malls. Like in that start of that second half, they had a couple of opportunities and, you know, they're holding him up. Um, uh, so there's, there's, there's incredible power there. Richie Arnold, he's 125 or 30 kilos as well, the second row. Monster were missing three second rows yesterday. You know, Finney Mitchley, Thomas Ahern, RG Snyman has been out for a long time. So, when you play a t- side like Toulouse, who had six forwards on the bench um, and the impact they had, just look at their front row coming off the bench. They're, there's very few teams can do that across Europe. And the top five or six that you would pick before last week that potentially could win the tournament are, are, can do that. But there's a there's a backlog of, of teams behind it who just can't. So, um you know, it's upbeat and it's pleasing that um, they tried to play. Um, a little bit frustrating that they weren't able to, able to win the match. Yeah, it does seem strange when he goes like a number of years ago if Munster lost a home game like this, it'd be reading the riot act. But it wasn't so long ago on the show we were reading Munster's obituary because things did not look too good. But, you know, even if you look at the games before the, the game of the weekend, three wins, some decent performances, things are possibly looking up. There's positive shoots to take. Yeah, and I think that's the reason. I think, Shane, um, reality is, you know, with the squad Monster have, and, um, you know, we had this chat in the last couple of weeks, uh, particularly around the Edinburgh fixture previously, should should players be rested and, you know, held back for Toulouse? The same team has probably played for three weeks on, on the bounce now. And uh, <clears throat> Europe, in reality, is... is the, the the league position is more of a priority now than Europe, and that was the case before yesterday's game. But Graham Rountree's selection 
was as strong as he possibly could yesterday. So, you know, Munster would never disrespect the competition, pick a weakened team. I'm sure they, I'm, I'm nearly sure they wouldn't. Um, but um, the reason there's positives is because people can see that they're, they're trying to play better. Um, you can't physically take on a team like Toulouse up front and, and think you're going to overpower them. Traditionally, Munster had, you know, a lot of strength and depth right across the board. So, um, there's there's younger players here, and there's a lot of change, and there's certain areas that their the depth chart is not good enough, and they've got to try and increase and improve that. And Graham Rowntree has in the next couple of years, so that's why there's a bit of patience there. What what you know, if Munster were humiliated yesterday, it'd be a big worry and a concern. But I actually thought, you know, their effort level, their commitments, they could have been a lot shrewder in, in certain things and. Um, that they did for sure and they came up with some mistakes in that second half but <clears throat> overall the, I don't think they're getting a free pass here to say you know I think they'll criticize there'll be certain as I said certain things that that should have been a little bit better and um, but overall I think they you know they they tried to attack and I think that's why what people could see from yesterday Someone who was humiliated were Ulster uh, like maybe the rugby world expected something similar in terms of the outcome for this, but it felt pretty shocking. It felt pretty shocking, particularly I, I even saw the last twenty minutes. So by that stage, the game was 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 done. But um, there was no cohesion in that final bit, even to like or no sense of the team coming together and saying, right, this is really bad, but we need to show something here so that later on in the season we'll at least have these twenty minutes to go. It was up against. We were up against it, and we showed them. Instead, they just completely fell apart. So. Um, it's it's kind of shocking. Um, that was probably the most surprising thing because even when they were twenty points down, you think they're going to react here, and and um, of course, Sale may go on and score again, but you know, you get some points on the board, and it just never happened. Leinster and Ulster had obviously travel travel problems at the weekends. Um, Ulster looked like a team that um, never got off the plane at all. Um, they were to take off on Saturday, um, get over to Manchester, have have a run out, have food, relax in the hotel, get all their business done, rest up. And obviously their plane was cancelled and then they, they end up travelling Sunday morning. Now, one o'clock games, Ger, and uh, for me, are always um, a bit of a scramble. You're up early trying to have that pre-match meal and it's, it's early, it, it's an early time in the day to to get the body up and running. I, I, don't, I don't know if any rugby players would like the, the kickoff time at one o'clock, but actually having to get out to the airport um, really early Sunday morning and travel over. Um, I know Dan McFarland's saying, look, it's not an excuse, but it obviously had an effect on them because they were they were dead in their feet. Um, they looked like they were shell-shocked then with the, the start at sale. Had, they never reacted and... They're a better team than that. You know, Ulster are a better team than that. But psychologically is where at times in the last number of years where we've asked questions about about Ulster and that that hard edge and that ability to find a performance or find a little bit of grit and determination. Um, so it was surprising. I think it caught everyone on the hop yesterday. Um, and maybe the week before against Leinster in, 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 in the RDS has had an effect that... Um, uh, you know that psychological blow and that second half performance and and loss to Leinster, but right across the board, it was a good Ulster side that was picked. Um, 
they were really dreadful and they've got to pick themselves up for La Rochelle now at, on Saturday, which is a tough task in one sense, but, but it's easy to, to, to get yourself up after such a bad performance. Um, and credit to Sale, they were very abrasive and strong and aggressive and, and that's what you get um, from them. But big worries for Ulster, I think, physically, they were dominated right across the board in every facet of the game. And like I know, Quinny, they were missing some some big players, Henderson, Cooney, and, and Balakoon not involved. But like, has too much been made of the the travel disruption? I know, <clears throat> look, it's not it's not ideal when you're even travelling in two different groups. I think some of them went to Birmingham Airport and some to Liverpool. Uh, far from ideal, but at the same time, it's a professional team that they have to be ready to maybe cope with little little uh, bumps in the road like that. Yeah, Shane, look. Um if Ulster went there and lost the game and or, or won the game, it, you know people are saying, "Well, this is not an issue." Mm. It, it has to be. There's no way that you can put that kind of a performance down to this Ulster team. They are better than that. Um, and I just know myself. I would like that would you know be really really stressful and and unsettling for a team. You know, you think a one o'clock kickoff, so they're out at the airport at. Seven or half seven in the morning. I know, Those guys it, are probably up. It's only Manchester four, five though. In the morning. Like it's not. It's not I like know. they had to go to South Africa. I I know. I know. But I'm just saying, Jer. One o'clock kickoffs. This is my own opinion. One o'clock kickoffs. Anyway, even if you're in a hotel, you're up at half eight, eight half eight, trying to have pre-match meals and stuff like that. Getting the right fuels in, getting the right food, all that kind of stuff didn't happen with Ulster, I'd say. Um, they're probably out at the airport at five o'clock in the morning, players trying to get organised. So, okay. Um, so, I, look, what I'm saying is they're better than that. We get a result 39-0. That's, that's pretty shocking. Um, so it has to have had an effect. Should they have been better? Absolutely. Are but, they a better team than that? Yes. Does it ask question marks about their mentality and not being able to generate a little bit of a chip on the shoulder with that stuff? Um, that's the problem I'm saying so we're saying there is problems but it had an effect yeah. and they, they've got to learn and, and be okay. able to deal with adversity better well we'll see we'll see what the response is like against La Rochelle who obviously had an amazing win at the weekend and think they are cooking with gas at the moment so uh, it, it is a big challenge but if if there's a second result like that in Europe then that's a massive letdown from where we were last year but let's let's put a pin on that one and we'll we'll accept that the the travel was an issue, and if they can respond next week, we'll take it from there. We we should talk about um, Leinster, and uh, they showed Stuart Lancaster what uh, a difficult job he's going to have next season when he takes over Racing, because notwithstanding their travel problems, they were sensational. Yeah, it was it was probably one of um, one of the best performances I've seen. And that I can remember out of Leinster, I know they won't get too carried away and say that, um, you know, some people will say, well, look, Racing were really poor. And, um, but Leinster were just, it was an unbelievable performance, the, the tempo, the pace. And one of the big things that sticks out for me here is, is, you know, obviously Leinster have a lot of quality skills. They're well coached, but they're so fit. Um, and the vast majority of these, play, these players play for Ireland. And it's one of the reasons why Ireland have been really good in the last 18 months to two years is because of the tempo, the energy, um, not just with the ball, but you know, when you're, 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 you know, racing attacking against Leinster and they've some big, strong X factor players, quality, but it's sometimes, um, 
you know, you you the collective desire from from Leinster to defend and harass and and hound Racing out of it right across the board, not a minute's peace. Had they, you know, around the breakdown, the pressure from the, the defensive players on the inside, that hunting desire to get there and make tackles. And and then, you know, they have that finesse to play, to play their game and score brilliant tries and um you're you know, talking, to score six, you're talking about six Gary, tries. Gary Ringrose, right? Uh, incredible with the ball in hand. But there was a, a, a block kick where he must have run, I don't know, 70, 80 metres at full pace to get there. And it's a full length diving goalkeeper-esque. And that's the type of thing that just sends a jolt of electricity through his teammates. He wasn't even man of the match, but like there was five or six players who were absolutely sensational. And then obviously Caelan Doris is man of the match because he's Caelan Doris and he's just playing at that level that he's at at the moment. So... um Hard not to get uh, excited slash carried away if you're a Leinster fan. I know you're well, saying they're, they're they, not going to get carried away, but no, they won't. But they've just um, they've given everyone a reminder how good they are and and the type of game they can play. And you know what, the work rate, the honesty, and that fitness level, it makes a huge difference. Honestly, believe me, you know when when you have so many guys who are so fit, um, and they can just put in so much effort, and they have that attitude around how hard they work. That culture is created by the coaches and obviously driven by the players. Yeah. Um, so right across the board, they were just on song. And, you know, I know they had their travel issues, but um, they got there the night before at least. Yeah, um, it, it like does help. To, to, one, to, bring up, to bring up that kind of a performance. And one thing, Jerry, I will say about this Leinster side, you're now looking at five, six, seven guys in this team. And that might be, some of them might be, mightn't be happy with me saying this, but, because they might think they're involved, it should be should be included. There's five or six guys in this Lencer team now that you're you're putting a world class bracket beside them. Van der Fleer, Doris, Dan Sheehan, Furlong, Ring Rose, um, James Lowe getting there. It's, James Lowe is right up there. He's 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 performances with um, you know the power. We'll so when you can pick a team, so we're, we're yeah, talking Sexton, about a contrast. <laughs> yeah, of course. Not yeah, but we, he's, he's the obvious one. Furlong and, and Sexton have, are, are not there, but you're now picking five, six more, more guys. So you're thinking if there was a world team of the year at the moment, the form they're showing and the quality they're showing across Europe here. And the quality they showed in New we're, Zealand. We're not going to clip They're, this, though. We're not going to tell the rest of the rugby world that we feel this way. This is just our little secret. No, but, we're not telling anybody yeah, about but just Because they're going to say we're carried back, away. Yeah. yeah, but on the back of New Zealand, look, it's... The, and, and you talk about the contrast, the depth in other teams. Yeah. This is why they're so good. Because, you know, Caelan Doris's performance on Saturday, and, and he's just a wonderful player. He's a top, top-class international player who's constantly on it on it all the time so you know that's the luxury Leinster have they have the quality and we're, they have that depth and, um, we're out and of time. The, it was reflected in their performance we're out of time Quinny but I know um, weekends like this um, sometimes there can be whispers is there any any whispers on Leinster coaching anything else that you're hearing over the weekend as regards someone replacing Stuart Lancaster yeah. is it yeah um, no I just um, you you were probably the one that was breaking the story about Scott Robertson. Oh no, last I wasn't. So, I was just just repeating what I you, heard. You picked it up somewhere, yeah. You yeah. picked it up somewhere. Well, for any coach, it's obviously an attractive proposition when you see a performance like that to align yourself with a team like that and the players at the moment. So, um, I'm not hearing, um, okay. you know, who's who's going to come in at the moment. All right, Quinny, good stuff. Thanks, a million. Cheers, lad. Thanks. OTB. 
a.m. With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.